welcome to Brand Drives Demand Revenue Strategy. Welcome. Hi, Hello. How are you? Hi, Nita. I'm great. How are you? I'm good. Welcome to DFN. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. This is uh, my favorite part of the week. <laughs> Likewise, I'm thrilled to have you, especially now that we've gotten our technology working. There it is. It's working now. <laughs> Perfect. Well, so Kiana, maybe tell us a little bit about yourself. I know, um, and I would love the listeners to know uh, some of your background as a compliance expert. Excellent. Excellent. Well, thank you. So I am Kiana Daniel. I have over 14 years experience as a compliance professional. I love compliance so much that I started as a tax compliance officer. That's right. IRS, my favorite, favorite letters. Uh, And from that, Bank fraud, yes, 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 bank fraud, where people have double records, you know, the ones they give to the IRS, the ones they give to the banker, and then I decided, hey, you know, some folks need me to come in here, it's all, what's going on? Regulate, you know? One of my favorites, make sure that people follow rules, because laws are absolutely important. Somebody worked very hard for us to get a doggone law, a bill is a bill sitting on Capitol Hill, you know? And there's great... and all these rules. So I jumped into a regulation. FDIC in the southern region. We were in Mississippi, did every bank in Mississippi, all of them. That was awesome. Then I jumped and went to the Federal Reserve in San Francisco. Love that so much. Did all 38 banks they have in the eight states we have here on the western, you know, side. And so then I thought it'd be great to go out and help all these fintechs, you know, keep them out of regulatory trouble, make sure that they're complying with the rules. And so that's what I'm doing now uh, in the industry now for a couple of years, probably about five or so. I moved around, worked with some banks and some fintechs and small business lending and consumer lending and, you know, just love to follow rules. And if they don't, then I love to compel them, right, with the evidence and the reason for why they should before the other folks come in and give them a big ass fine. So, yeah, that's me, Kiana Daniel. And uh, you're definitely the most engaging compliance expert of whom I, by whom I know. One, um, you know, part of why I thought it would be interesting to have your perspective in a show about business strategy and revenue and marketing is, um, I think a lot of business people don't necessarily know like what, how, even why they're working with compliance professionals. And so I would love to just get your sense of, um, you know, that that mission and like the importance of, of rules. I definitely get them. And I appreciate that as as a consumer and as a you know business person in my own life. Um, but I think sometimes uh, it can be difficult for business people, especially inside a company or a startup, to understand why those rules are actually important, not just for consumers, but for businesses. And I'd love to know what is your take on that? Or do you if you disagree, maybe tell us about that. No, excellent. Excellent, Nita. I completely agree. So let me tell you, these rules are going to govern the business. Uh, Technically, compliance is a function of risk management, right? And so if we are talking about various different risks, it's very easy for a compliance risk to run over into a business risk and a financial risk Mm -hmm. and a legal risk, right? They all have this interconnected um, life together. You know, they're family. And so, and technically speaking, if we are practicing safe and sound risk management, we would have a compliance expert there because 
identify the compliance risk, but they also are really able to identify some of these legal risks. They're also able, because of the advisory parts of uh, the compliance professional's life, they're able to identify business risk, some ops risk there, right? And so a conversation mm-hmm. with this mm-hmm. person can actually lay out the the um, the playing field, if you will, you know, where all the landmines yeah. are and what we should cover. Uh, and then also compliance folks remember the intent of the reg, which is really important because regulations were written at some point in time, but over time things change, right? And so the intent though will remain the same. And so a compliance professional can help craft a project that will, one, be compliant so we don't have fees and fines and and reputational risk at the end. But then also nine times out of 10, the customers are going to like it because it's all based on uh, regs that are already in play with a lot of our competitors and other people in the market. And so people already have an idea of how it should work. A lot of these regs are very common sense, the way we would all want to be treated. Um, and so if we put that in it, we just make a better product from the beginning. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I think I think that makes sense. Um, I'm curious, you know, you've obviously worked with large established companies as well as startups. And well, I think, um, you know, we all I'm certainly a, a very impatient person and I, I empathize with people who want to move really quickly, particularly in startups. Um, I think one of the one of the things that I've come up against, at least, is this sense that, oh, but if we, you know, do everything by the book or if we do everything in this like really prescriptive um, way, whether it's, you know, right or wrong, it's just it's going to take too long. And why do we want to do that? And there's, um, you know, there's a there's almost like a mindset of um, applying efficiency to doing the right thing. And I I know you have strong opinions about that because I, I share those opinions about why it's a, why do you think it's right to, to do right from the beginning? Um, but like, do you also have a kind of a, a take on this question of like, it takes too long to do the right thing? How do you feel about that? Yeah. Excellent. Excellent question. I, you know, I encounter that every day. Um, it is this, this concept that there is a tension between following a rule yeah. and moving fast. Right. Right. And at right. the end of the day, rules are protection, uh, for all of the consumers to limit consumer harm. Uh, they're all, because again, somebody worked really hard for us to have a rule. So there isn't a world where you can get out of these rules. There is a world where you can understand the intent of the rules and figure out how to move fast within that framework, right? But it's important for us to recognize we have to move fast within that framework. There is no opportunity to move fast and not comply because then We have consumer harm, fines, and fees that take all of whatever those rewards were, whatever that, yeah, it's gone. When we have people hate working for a company that has a public fine, right? You recognize that, yeah, Mm -hmm. I actually done the right thing from the beginning. When our customers tell us that we suck because we did not follow rules that were put in place, right? To protect them, all these actually have a cost. So that fast was actually not fast at all. It was and behind, right, behind everyone else who already have come down this lane and already taught us, right, the consequences for not following the rules. So I would say if we really want to um, disrupt something, right, then you disrupt something by following the rules and figuring out how to be even more fast, nimble, efficient, right, but within that framework. Um, You don't actually disrupt something by breaking rules. That's just illegal. Right. And so I think that's the part that's interesting to me, um, being a former regulator is uh, 
reason others don't do what some of us are trying to do. And that's because it doesn't follow the rules. It doesn't comply. It's going to raise scrutiny and get a whole bunch of more money spent trying to defend ourselves against these positions that just don't align. So there's, there's really no benefit to that. It's actually a lose-lose. Yeah, no, I get that. I think um, I think the the unintended hidden costs. Um, I think maybe some people don't really pay attention to those from the front end, and I agree with you that I can kind of catch up with you later. Um, yeah, I'm just curious. And then you-, you know how it catches up to us. Also, there was another um, point. I, I think it's um, issues management is one of these things that that quite frankly I think people don't recognize that part of um, uh, being a compliance professional means that, you know, you try to keep us away from the issues that we have, but once we get into a situation <laughs> where there are issues, right. we got to take care of them, right? And yeah. A lot more work and a lot more stress on your business, on these teams that you really depend on to innovate and to make cool things. Unfortunately, they're going to be bogged down just fixing stuff, you know, fixing not attractive, doesn't make us any more money, isn't fun. And that all has a on their morale, you know, on uh, to help us get to the end, right? And so some of this is just smart business, right? Uh, at the end of the day, um, we're going to have to rework it. How does that ever work where we went so fast that, you know, we delivered chicken that was uncooked, you know, and then they sent it back to the kitchen, right? And you're like, oh, that was great. We delivered 300 chicken dinner, you know, uh, 199 came back because it was undercooked, right? And so some of that is, is what we have to think about too. Uh, sometimes it needs to bake so that it, it, it will last. It's, it's durable. Yeah, no, I get it. I don't, I'm, I'm, the only reason I'm chuckling is it is interesting. I, I um, have certainly heard through the grapevine of people that are effectively dodging their in-house um, compliance teams. And, and it's yeah. completely bizarre to me because to your point, like at some point that is going to, I don't know why people think that like, you're going to outsmart the IRS in the long run. Like odds are you aren't. I mean, admittedly, you know, a lot of regulators are are very bogged down and maybe they won't catch you today, tomorrow, like whatever. But at some point it just, it doesn't seem like it's worth it. Um, I I guess, you know, it comes down to poor risk management. You know, I've thought about this a lot, right? Because I used to be a tax person, right? And I would have people tell me that, you know, they for the last 10, 20, 15, 37 years, you know, and I thought it was always interesting to me because I would say, well, you didn't get caught in those years. And they're like, that's right. I never got caught. And you know, I think it's worth it to me that I only got caught that one time with you. And I look at him and say, wow, that's interesting risk management, right? To them, you know, it was fine. <laughs> that it was only that one time they got caught with me, right? And so some people are really willing to um, take that risk. I, I think uh, that's a cultural thing too. You know, you have some company, you have a culture of fast and loose and, you know, who's going to check me? If nobody's going to check me, I'm going to run faster than everybody else, you know, but um, all things, all things have to come down, right? Gravity. And so eventually, yeah, you'll um, have to deal with it. The problem you'll have, though, is it's become a regular way of operating. So by the time you get to dealing with the problem, you're going to be wholly inadequate to deal with the problem. A big deal for you now because you have a culture, right, of running faster than everybody else because, you know, and I'm technically not following the rules, but I'll just go faster and see if nobody can catch me. And that'll work for a time until it doesn't. You know, we brought down Al Capone yeah. too. Remember, nobody <laughs> else could do that, but the IRS, but they they all get caught in the end. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think that's true, and I, you know, again, personally, don't think it's it's um it's worth it. But I, you know, to each his own, I guess. It is. Um, it takes all kinds of work, Nita. 
<laughs> right. No, exactly. Um, do you have a sense too? I mean, you, you work heavily with uh, companies in regulated markets, but there are obviously rules, like obviously tax laws apply to everyone. Um, but what is your sense of um, how businesses that are not like technically in, in regulated markets should also be thinking about compliance? Ah, great point. You know, I, I also see that too, right? Where uh, folks say, well, you know, there isn't a, a, a black and white uh, requirement. Maybe there's no requirement at all. You know, I'm in this space that's um, outside of regulation. And so why do I have to follow a best practice? Why mm-hmm. do I have to um, use some wisdom, right, that that others uh, in the industry? And I'll say there's a pendulum that swings back and forth in everything that is related to a person, right? So if we're dealing with this, there are loans we want to give, deposit accounts we want to give, uh, anytime we want to deal with somebody's money, you know, eventually you will be brought into compliance. Right? Even if you start out somewhere where you're not there, uh, often because there isn't regulation, black and white regulation, people go too far. They don't actually think about the intent of other regs and other spaces that may be similar, right? If they were to think about that craft, you know, their product, their service to be similar in the future. But we always get scrutiny when people are involved, right? Because that's right. our harm. Care about that. All these rules are made to care about that. So you can start up in an area where nobody's looking and paying attention. But by the time it's hot, by the time people are paying attention, now you have your compliance uh, hat on and everything is under control because they are going to come with the expectation that you did some research and you figured out what could apply, what and tried to take a more conservative stance, limit the harm on customers, right? Truthfully, though, if you're a startup and you're in a situation where there is no regulation, there is always this concept of integrity and doing the right thing and you coming to a market to add to it and not destroy it, right? Because regulation will come and it'll either come because you were a bad actor and you you uh, had folks come, you know, or because you're the gold standard, the shining star and, and you had folks come. I thought that's the way you should do it, right? And so I think... Um, there will always be a period of time where there will be gray, uh, no regulation at all. So maybe no regulation at all or a gray area time when it gets strict, right? And I think this is where folks need to act with integrity, you know, and treat folks the way they would want to be treated and understand that the actions you have will have a repercussion, right? If you either bring scrutiny and then you'll get a lot of and oppressive or you'll bring scrutiny and they'll say, wow, the industry is doing such a great job Others should be just like you and, you know, you guys will get uh, the opportunity to kind of craft the rules that will ultimately govern the industry. Yeah, I can see that. It's um, it's a question of, of leadership. And obviously, you know, integrity is is super important. I think um, it's an incredibly important trait for a leader and for a business. Um, I, I wonder, too, you know, you, you there's such a range of companies and I do think most people want to do the right thing. But then I also think. Um, there are some folks to your earlier point who just, they don't think they're going to get caught. Um, yeah. How do you, um, how might you advise somebody, like if you're working, say you're the marketing leader or you're a sales leader, some other business uh, person or, or even not, you could be an engineer or a product manager or something um, in a company and um, you know, you're, you want to do the right thing and you're under pressure and perhaps to skirt the rules or to ignore them or to disregard them. Like what, what might your advice be to that person or how would you think through um, what the, how they should 
what they should do, how they should handle it. No, that's an excellent question. Um, I'm going to say integrity without compromise, right? So this, this yeah. advice person, um, you need to document what's happening. You need to escalate mm-hmm. and make sure that your opinion is known to all the powers that be above you. Make sure you formalize your communication so that it is documented that you have a concern and that you'd like it to be addressed. At some point, there will be a chain of command above your pay grade and some idea that uh, maybe you still do not agree with. At this point, it's important for you to continue to document and to decide whether or not you want to stay in an environment with that type of culture, that type of attitude when you raise a a true concern, right? Um, But you may find that that's something you have happen. As a compliance professional, not on the the regulator side, never had that happen on the regulator side. Mm -hmm. The regulators pay you for your judgment. What you think is what you think, and we will follow it through. On the private side of things, yes, I've absolutely experienced situations where people were not happy with me calling it what it is. People wanted me to see something different. People wanted me to um, see and don't see is what uh, folks call that, you know, where you see something, but you're like, ah, it was nothing. Right. Um, But Mm -hmm. I had to, I had to remain, you know, with my own judgment. It's wrong. uh, According to the rule. And then write it up and stand by that, right? And so um, that's what I would recommend that any professional that finds themselves in that situation, you do that because you earn the right to be a professional and nobody can take that from you. There are also ethic lines and whistleblowers. Okay, so depending on what we're talking about, there could be a lot more repercussions for whoever wants to retaliate against you from doing the right thing. So you make sure you familiarize yourself with your company's ethics line. Whistleblower activity is something that is protected under the law. And so you need to make sure that part of that document, you understand the grounds on which which you're trying to escalate. Uh, And you also research, you know, what happens should you experience retaliation? Because you say you should make a claim against whoever is trying to retaliate. Mm -hmm. I think following rules that Want to violate laws, and we're not going to let anybody else talk us into. So, <laughs> yeah, no, that makes sense, and it's it's probably something that you know nobody wants to have to think about that um, or go through it. But it's um, if it's happening to you, you know, got to take that seriously. I think that makes a lot of exactly, sense. exactly. If it's happening to you, um, don't be afraid. You know, if you see something, say something. Right, do the right thing. Right, and so that's the the only thing we can say unto you in that is that it, it will take courage, right? And this is the reason why you want to make sure that you document what's happening and you research what's happening so you can articulate it. You can be confident that you have the ability to articulate it, uh, but but exercise your rights. That's why they're there, right? And so yep. uh, don't silence yourself if, if if that's not something you want to do. And others just choose to leave. You know, some people choose not to right. fight at all. They just right. choose to exit stage left. Um, I think that's where you would make that personal decision, decide what it is you want to do. Um, but just know that if someone can't retaliate against you, if they want to do that, then they're up for an additional battle. Yep. No, I, I think that makes sense. And, you know, I think in some situations, I think people feel like they might be, you know, a pretty small um, force within a larger organization. And it, it can be daunting, understandably, to um, to try to navigate that, right? I mean, that's, um, oh, absolutely. It, it's not easy. No, it's very scary in, in reality to try to navigate that because you know that you're right. You know, you know, you've researched yeah. something that is what it says. This practice is falling outside of that. And, and I'm saying something about it. And people will dismiss it often. 
Um, yep. People will also try to encourage you to not ruffle the feathers, just go along with it, which, which, right. you know, often doesn't fit feel good because you know this isn't cool I should say something but it's okay you know just to be encouraged say something and you should say something um and uh if you say something and you've been able to document this trail that's also beneficial in the end when it's all found out right when everybody all figures out whatever they're going to figure out they'll get to see you on the right side of history and you this issue right which I, I think goes a long way for um, your personal um, pride that you have in, in your own work ethic, right? In your own, uh, who you are as a professional. Because again, you earn the right to be a professional. Great. Now all of a sudden make you less than that. Yeah, no, I think that's right. I think that's right. You gotta, gotta live your, with yourself at the end of the day. Um, oh, even, if, yeah. even if the road is rough at times. But Even if the road is rough, it's okay. You don't want to go <laughs> down that road, right? I mean, because right. some of these Correct. roads end at the wrong place. So it's okay if it's rough. Maybe it's time yep. to get off. Yep. <laughs> totally great. <laughs> totally great. Well, it's been so great having you. Um, is there anything else that you think, um, you know, business people should really keep top of mind when they're thinking through these super critical issues? Yes, this is what I want to say. You know, compliant other business units do not have to be adversarial. I want us to really right. understand that compliance is a function that's designed to protect whatever the compliance has some basis in protection. It doesn't actually just have a basis and they want to be this type of person today. They have a case of the Mondays. They're just difficult, <laughs> right? You know, these folks actually are navigating a world that many people don't know. It's a very small world. And so you don't really understand trying to keep alive. You also don't understand how we'll be called to the carpet. Uh, so it's important for us to work together. Work together, then we'll compliant product and if we do that then nobody comes to mess with our, pro our profits you know those things we all love those things we all want as compliance people want it too you know uh we all want to be successful and if we work together we will be right there are some things that you should push on because maybe there is another way to do it but make sure you understand the difference between pushing on a requirement like something we must do right and pushing on the we can talk through and figure out how mm. we can craft, right? Because those two things are different. You know, if we spend time talking through the details so I can show you that, hey, I do want to comply with X, Y, Z, but it just looks like A, B, C for me, then found and maybe we can get to a D. He happens to satisfy everybody's requirement, but it looked very different than the way we first talked about it. And so right. often that's what you should think about when you deal with your compliance person, that they have a problem they want to solve and you have a problem you want to solve. We'll have to come together to meet somewhere and we can solve it. But as long as you're open to that, then, hey, we, we just have to be open to that. If you come already dug in that this is the only way I can do it, I only have this number of resources many hours, it has to look this way. way. It's going to be a problem from the compliance person's perspective. They'll probably have to escalate because if you're not covering the risk they are trying to address, then they will have to escalate until they figure out how to cover it, right? That That's their dog in the fight, covering that risk. But again, there is a sweet spot. We just have to uh, both come with an open mind, see the problem, and then agree that we can get there by moving. Both of us can move, right? But a compliance person can't move past the requirement remember that they have a, a hard stop at the requirement. 
Yeah, and I think I think it's a good it's just a good reminder that having any kind of you know partnership and being able to to work through something shared goals is certainly um, the preferred solution. Because to yeah. your point, at the end of the day, it's not just you versus the compliance person, but it's their um, it's their interpretation and their desire to uh, meet the requirements of a law. So it's not it's not just something that somebody made up. Exactly, exactly. And these things are always shaped by uh, us. We read a lot. Compliance folks are usually very nerdy in the sense that we read a lot of industry uh, documentation <laughs> that tells right. us about what happened with the last guy, right? And so if we see something that's similar in our process, we will change it. Even if look, nothing happened, uh, apparently the flavor of the day has changed, you know, it's strawberry, it's no longer chocolate, right? And some of this uh, movement because it's that risk management function, right? It has to move along with the industry to be any good to protect us, right? And so in doing that, in doing that, that makes that makes us have a situation where it may seem like, oh my God, they're changing their minds. Well, that's probably because the industry has moved, right? The, uh, sure. the atmosphere has changed. And so we've had to adapt. Absolutely. And move. Absolutely. Yep. Great. Thank you so much. Catch up no with worries. you soon and have a great day. Okay. All right. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.